The answer. The Andrea K Show is sponsored by Andrea K. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. It is hump day, and I am glad to be humping over the end of this day because breaking news has been flying today. I am Andrea Kay, dynamite in a dress, busting through the hype, the hyperbole, and the hypocrisy like I do every night from 6 to 7 p.m. here on FM 96.1 in North County, San Diego, AM 1170 in San Diego. But big announcement here. Now, y'all set your clocks because tomorrow I'm actually going to be coming at y'all from 12 to 1 p.m. here on The Answer San Diego, FM 96.1, and Facebook Live. Special show in the middle of the day, so you're going to want to tune in tomorrow as well. Um, 888-344-1170 if you would like to chime in the show. The question of the day, breaking news. Just when I thought that I was going to be lulled into submission with the snooze fest that was day two of Kavanaugh confirmation, it was so boring, I was almost waiting for a protester. I wanted one of them handmade tale women to actually do something from the costume. It all broke loose today with a supposed top official from the White House writing an op-ed piece. We're going we're gonna to talk about that. But we're still going to talk about uh, Kavanaugh Day 2 a little bit later with Wendy Patrick, a legal expert here. And um, But I'm curious as to what you guys think who wrote this op-ed. Do you even think it was real? And if you think it was real, what, who do you think might be behind it? Do you think it might be VP Pence? I floated that and people looked at me like I was nutso. Earlier. Say what? Say what? What you saying, girl? You think maybe it was Pompeo? You think maybe it was Kellyanne Conway? Because clearly this is somebody who is so deep establishment that when they're quoting McCain as somebody that we're supposed to revere, man, that goes on, on, on two days or three days after the hate fest of President Trump in which there was backlash from conservatives over that. And so they, they, this is not only – here's how narcissist, narcissistic this is, and it's obviously somebody who's narcissistic – from the establishment so n- mad and, and it, of their own, overwhelmed with their own ego, egomaniacal, power mad, and angry that Trump has taken some of their power away. And that's really what's behind this. Because they come out and say, let's break down some of this. Um, it, this, this person comes out, and I can't believe that this is, this is coincidental. It's on the heels of the McCain Memorial. It's within the same days in which we've got Bob Woodward's book that's come out. Then on top of it, we've got the Kavanaugh hearings. As we're rolling into the midterms, Kavanaugh is having some very successful confirmation hearings. Like I said, we're going to talk about that a little bit later. So the timing of this is incredibly suspicious. So for this person to come out and say, 
We want the administration to succeed and think that many of his policies have already made America safer, but we believe it's our duty. Basically, what they've come out and said today is, we we support this president, but we just got to stop him from being him. We got to stop him from being Trump. This is so, like I said, egomaniacal, so, so blatantly establishment. President Trump knows. They go on to say in this article, the dilemma, which he does not fully grasp, is that many of the senior officials, many of the senior officials in his own administration are working diligently from within to frustrate parts of his agenda and his worst inclinations. You think this man doesn't know that? You think he didn't know that he faced two opposition parties when he got to D.C.? You think he didn't know that he was surrounded by a bunch of Simon Peters and Judases? He just didn't know exactly who all were the Judases and which one, how many he had around him and exactly who they were. This man isn't stupid. He didn't build a $40 billion enterprise without having some brains about him and, and, and having to look around a room and realize what the deal is. He knew what he faced. But because he was not a career politician, he didn't have any choice after the primaries, but band together with the enemies from within, enemies within his own party, like Ryan's Priebus and others, in order to try to cobble a coalition. You remember back to what was going on in the primary against those other 17 Republicans, and there was no doubt in anybody's mind exactly what the deal was in D.C., that we had become a one-party system, that the Republican Party, for all of their um, bluster, of the rhetoric against the left are just as much a big government, big spending, centralized system of power-based agenda as just as much a big government, big spending agenda as the left just hiding behind it. They, they just, they just, they want to be the party in power to enact it, and they and they can't be honest about it. That's what that's what the play was. This article goes on. To say uh, that even though he was uh, elected as a Republican, he shows little affinity for ideals long espoused by conservatives, free minds, free markets, and free people. That is, I'm no, I'm no uh, uh, psychologist. Wendy Patrick is, and she's going to be up in a little bit. But this looks like clear projection to me, because it's the Republican Party that has been against the policies of free markets and individual freedom. President Trump is the most indiv- uh, free market. An individual liberty president we've ever had, particularly when it comes to religious freedoms. This is a bunch of crap. They go on to say, but these successes have come despite, not because of the president's leadership style, which is impetuous, adversarial, petty, and ineffective. Wrong. That's the same style that got him elected. And oh, by the way, the American people went to an outsider in spite what they did was they elected an outsider in spite of that style because they no longer trusted you Republicans, and this is exactly why. Because you're hiding. You hide who you are. You pretend that you're the party of free markets and individual uh, freedom and individual liberties, but you don't. And this cowardly op-ed behind the scenes trying to take him down, and then even talking about how y'all sat around talking about invoking the 25th Amendment, to try to do a coup, attempt from within, but really twisting the knife was the McCain reference. Oh, that's the man that we're, we're supposed to be revering. We may no longer have Senator McCain, but we will always have his example. Yes, we will, and we've talked about it quite a bit. Because McCain was the man behind the scenes, just as weaselly, just as cowardly, just as backstabbing as whoever wrote this, John McCain, who was working with the IRS to, quote, financially ruin Tea Party groups. Because they were conservative. 
and this person says that Trump's the one against free thinking. And it was also John McCain, as many people have been pointing out now post-funeral, that it was John McCain who armed the Libyans who just a year later launched a terrorist attack against Americans in Benghazi. The same John McCain who propped up and helped the Muslim Brotherhood rise in Egypt, helped fund them. It was John McCain who so supported that radical terrorist organization that he attacked Michelle Bachman when she tried to point out how cozy that terrorist organization was in the Obama administration. Yeah, that's the John McCain that whoever wrote this reveres. So I'm curious as to you guys think who this traitor is. Sarah Huckabee Sanders said that this coward needs to resign. Absolutely. Whoever wrote this says that Trump isn't behaving like an adult. This isn't adult behavior. Adult behavior is you don't do passive-aggressive attacks like this. you got a problem with somebody, you go to their face and you're honest. And if you feel like you can't work with somebody, you quit your job. And if you feel like the President of the United States has committed some crime, you go public about it. This isn't about anything President Trump's done wrong except win. These are the same people... They voted for Hillary. We're going to go to the phones because when I come back from a break, I'm going to have to go to Wendy Patrick. But it looks as though, uh, looks like my buddy Chet's online and he's going he's gonna to answer the question as to who he thinks is behind this op-ed. Hey, Chet, I'm glad you're on the line, baby, because my heart is just pounding. I'm just getting too fired up. I need, to, I need to hand it over to you for a moment. I know, Andrea, it's Jeff Sessions. That's who it is. Um, simply spoken, they started to get into it on Twitter. Uh, about two weeks ago, right, Donald Trump started to drop uh, some really harsh language on Jeff Sessions, the attorney general. And then he actually responded back to President Trump and went after President Trump. And then President Trump actually responded back to Jeff Sessions. Jeff Sessions never responded back to President Trump again. Now he's responding to President Trump in this way, I'm you, telling you. You know what? I, you're on to something because Jeff Sessions is so weak. He's so yeah. without any spine, any character, any integrity. It's him. He, this is exactly what he would do. It's him. He, he, was, him. he, was, he, he has proven, when, and, and I've said it again and again and again, when he sat in those nomination hearings, and all he cared about was the, uh, the opinions of the deep state and the corrupt Congress people, all he cared about was their feelings and what they thought about him. He didn't care about this country. And what has he been most concerned about? The state and institutions. And that's exactly what's referenced in this letter. So I would be surprised. I actually wondered if it wasn't Kellyanne Conway because a while back, somewhere between six months and a year ago, her husband had tweeted out, he, he's a never-Trumper, and he had tweeted out some less than flattering things about President Trump, and the, and the inside scoop was supposedly that he was told to shut up about it. Uh, Kellyanne Conway, if you recall, had been, um, some media outlets had said that on commercial breaks that she was saying on studio and on set some really negative stuff about President Trump during the general election and even after his inauguration. And, you know, she's a long-established, uh, you know, pollster. For the Republican Party. I'm at the point where I don't trust any of them, Chet. We know that he, when and, he went to D.C., he was facing two opposition parties. I think Andrea, he, yeah. Andrea, this is why it's Jeff Sessions. He responded to President Trump, and then President Trump responded to him. He never responded to President Trump, and then this op-ed comes out. Come on. I can yeah. see it clear as day. 
It's Jeff Sessions. Well, you know, it was it, it has been within the past couple of weeks in which Jeff and, and you know, I, I'm going to have to say this and then, then uh, let it go to break. I, I think you may be onto something because when they're talking about the 25th Amendment and invoking that in a way to take him down, who would they need for that? They would need they would need the Department of Justice, would they not? Exactly. Yeah. Well, yep. I'm going to actually pose that question to attorney and prosecutor and Ph.D. Wendy Patrick when we come back from the break. Chet, thank you so much for being here. And by the way, if, in case you don't recognize that voice, that's my buddy Chet Martin from Freedom on Deck. In fact, I was on their show on Sunday. You definitely want to check that out, 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern time on uh, Long Island. I think it's 94.9 Long Island Radio. All right, so do take a break. Uh, we are going to take a break. And do come back, though, because we will have Wendy Patrick here to talk about Kavanaugh Day 2. And I want to get her impression on whether or not she thinks it might be Jeff Sessions invoking, uh, talking about invoking the 25th Amendment. So don't go anywhere. More Andrea K. Show, 888-344-1170. Be sure to follow Andrea K. on Twitter at Andrea K. Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. spelled K-A-Y-E. You don't know what you don't know. Your assets don't have to be paid off to need an estate plan. Andrea Kay here. Recently recognized top San Diego attorney Rod Hatley is honest, fair, caring, and has helped so many of my friends. It's in Rod's heart to help others avoid what he experienced firsthand, a costly, devastating seven-year probate after his father's death. Don't let your assets, paid off or not, go to probate. For your free consultation, contact Rod through his website, HatleyLawGroup.com. That's H-A-T-L-E-Y LawGroup.com. HatleyLawGroup.com. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are, for students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Buy your copy or register for our next conference at bobwalters.net. FM 96.1 North County, AM 1170 San Diego. The answer. The fall semester is here and already started, but a few of these half-off tuitions are still left. So it's your last chance to get your student a private education. Give them the very best education possible for half price with the Answer San Diego's half-off tuition program. Debbie was paying for her grandson's private education. When they go to a private school, they're being taught about happy things instead of coming home with some of the different things that they are going to learn in public school that you don't have any kind of control over. But paying for his private school was a challenge. My daughter is a single parent, and my husband and I, the grandparents, have been helping for a lot of different things. Having to retire, we can't really afford that very much anymore. Her advice to the Answer San Diego family? Look into their half-price tuition. I'm just very happy with the whole program. Can you believe the fall semester is already here? Classes are filling up fast and registration will close soon. Go to TheAnswerSanDiego.com to see the list of half-off tuitions still available right now. Then call us at 844-800-5757 and secure your child's place now. That's 844-800-5757. 844-800-5757. Most solar companies try to sell you a leased solar system. The owner of your system, the solar company, keeps your 30% federal tax credit, and they don't pass a refund back to you. In fact, their prices remain just as high. My name is Jesse Keegan, owner of Keegan Electric Solar. Most lease systems are too small, so you're still paying the power company and your lease every month. When you own it, you get to use a 30% tax credit. 
Keegan Electric Solar is a veteran-owned company with an A-plus rating with the BBB. When you call Keegan Electric Solar at 619-742-8376, you deal with me directly. From start to finish, a licensed electrical contractor. Don't allow these large solar companies to keep your tax break. I'm offering a $2,000 off electrical panel upgrade or a $2,000 credit towards a purchase of your system. Visit KeeganElectricSolar.com or call 619-742-8376 to talk with me today. Message and data rates may apply. Individual results may vary. See website for details. But hey, I'm buying a huge flat screen TV so I can finally see it without my glasses. Why not just get LASIK at the LASIK Vision Institute? That's what I'm doing. Uh, My glasses and contacts are a pain. I'd love to finally get rid of these, but who can afford LASIK? You can. Because the LASIK Vision Institute is offering dramatically low prices and an absolutely free consultation. Just text VISION22 to 350350. The LASIK Vision Institute has already performed over a million procedures. They use the latest FDA-approved LASIK technology that helps the majority of patients achieve 20-20 vision for a fraction of what others charge. Better vision, better value. The LASIK Vision Institute. Make this the year you finally get LASIK. For a free consultation plus an extra 20% discount, text VISION22 to 350350. You'll see for free if LASIK is right for you. That's VISION22 to 350350. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to the Andrea K Show. Glad to have you guys here with me. 888-344-1170 if you would like to answer today's question of the day. Who do you think was the weasel from inside the White House who actually wrote the New York Times op-ed? Chet called in. He said that he thought it was Jeff Sessions. Do you think it was even anybody from inside the administration? Or was it just some writer at the New York Times? I'm curious as to what you guys think. Joining me now uh, to discuss uh, today, day two. Of Kavanaugh, I I was so bored at one point, and and part of it was because it got so into the weeds, it got so weedy into the legal ease. I had to reach out to my girl Wendy Patrick. She's hey, a le- hey honey, <laughs> um, glad glad so glad to have you here, honey. Um, before we talk about day two, I don't I you know I don't want to spend much time on it, but certainly you've heard the big story of the day in terms of this New York Times op-ed piece that has come out in which uh, somebody claims to be a top White House official saying that um, they basically have been trying to save Trump from himself. And there was even a discussion at some point to exercise the 25th Amendment, which is to have him removed from office. Uh, a lot of people yeah. are spe- speculating it was Jeff Sessions. Your thoughts? I can't imagine, Andrea, it was Jeff Sessions. And, and I know I've been listening to this with great interest as well. It seems to be shades of what we've heard, the grumblings of which have been occurring pretty much leak-wise, as the president has been complaining ever since the day he took office. I like to call it the daily dose of distraction. I think it's just that. But I cannot imagine somebody with Jeff Sessions' integrity and character stooping to this level. So I don't think it's him. I, who knows who it is? I, I'm sure that you've got some sort of a poll going on your website. <laughs> and I would love to hear the results of that poll as to who everybody else thinks might have done this. Yeah. Um, yeah it's a lot. Uh, Tucker Carlson said tonight that they've got an idea. They think they know who it is, but they wanted to do a confirmation before they revealed it. Uh, I think his speculation is that it's mid-level, that it's not anybody who's top level. So it will be interesting. Whoever it is, 
uh, is passive aggressive, not an adult. This is not the way that you handle this. If you don't like somebody, I mean, how egomaniacal to think that they're saving. It's so narcissistic. We have to stay here to save the United States from Trump. Oh, please. Oh, child, please. Um, Speaking of grandstanding and egos, today was day two of Kavanaugh. Girl, I mean, I have had more fun in the dentist chair. I've had more fun with my feet up in the stir- my feet feet up in the stirrups. If you know what I'm talking about, um, you know, it's, it's interesting TV. And as a trial lawyer, I have viewed it through the lens of would this ever last for five minutes in a court of law? And it's ironic because if to think about it, the judicial confirmation hearing completely off the rails, out of control. The circus environment continued today. Thank God Judge Kavanaugh has finally been given a chance to speak. Yesterday it was between the speeches the senators were giving and the speeches from the peanut gallery, people being removed left and right. That went on today. But what we really got to hear more of today is the judge himself. And one thing that these two days so far of hearings have demonstrated is that he has an amazing judicial temperament. He was listening. He was taking notes. He was explaining and putting his prior comments in context to give them some meaning, to really diffuse some of the arguments the Democrats were making. I thought he did an incredible job today, and I believe that he's going to continue to do so well that, and I've predicted this, and I predicted this when Neil Gorsuch was in the hot seat, that not only is he going to gain every Republican vote, I think he's going to get a couple of the Democrats. Well, they certainly looked a little um, nonplussed at one point today. They looked a little hang hang jaws, we say in the South, you know, a little sad sack because it's clear, you know, after yesterday, I mean, after eight hours of what it was yesterday of all the histrionics, all the protests that were all organized, we've seen the images of them paying for these protesters. We saw the theatrics of, you know, the handmaids telling, by the way, the I don't, even, I don't even know what that is. I've never seen the show. I mean, if I say, if you're going to, if you're going to do a costume, at least do a, do a soft shoe, do a dance, give me some idea, perform something. I didn't even know what they were about. So at the end, after all that yesterday, we did finally get to hear him speak with his opening statement. And I think the reason why we saw so many depressed Democrats today who didn't seem to really have the heart in the battle today is because when you listen to him last night, Wendy, how, I mean, he is the kind of man that the Democrats you know, pretend that they are. This is the most loving father and son who talked about his mother being the real Judge Kavanaugh and how she broke through that glass ceiling and how she worked and taught minorities. He is a man who volunteers to feed homeless people. He is a man who's who's appointed more, I think the vast majority of his law clerks have been women and minorities. This is a dude who teaches his daughter, his daughters, you know, he's the coach of their basketball team. I mean, and he couldn't have been a nicer, and he got tears in his eyes. Talking about his mom and his dad and his friends. It was like I, they heard him last night and they were like, man, we got nothing on this guy. We got nothing. You bet it. You know what? You couldn't have said it better. He's got credentials, credibility, and character. And as you point out, charisma. That speech was wonderful. It was a wonderful speech, and it's hard not to like this guy, Coach K, as his daughter and the friends call him. You know, he basically, it's his to lose, and he is winning over some of these senators. I mean, you can see it on their faces, despite their better judgment. Remember the exchange between he and Diane Feinstein when he was saying, oh, I'm going to, I want to be remembered, as you know, according to Lindsey Graham's question, as a good dad, a good judge, and she 
pointed out, and a good husband helping them along. It is There really have been some humorous moments and some endearing moments. It is hard not to like this guy. And I get the whole, you know, document dump issue, and they'd like to see every, every email he ever wrote, whether or not it has anything to do with his performance as a judge. But Andrea, this man, unlike other judicial nominees who leave paper trails, he is a paper trail super highway. Yeah. He spent 12 years on the D.C. circuit. He authored uh, 307 opinions. 13 of those were upheld by the U.S. Supreme Court. There is so much, there's so much paperwork to look at. Do we really care about what he did when he was the secretary in the White House? I know Democrats say, oh, you bet we do. But part of that is protected by privilege that has nothing to do with Judge Kavanaugh. Right. It has to do with the fact that it's it's White House sensitive information. If you want to know what he's going to do as a Supreme Court justice, which is what this hearing is about, look at what he's done on the bench thus far. Listen to what he says about whether he's going to overturn Roe versus Wade. As close as he can come to these questions without answering improperly what would be a hypothetical. He's given these senators the information they need to make that decision. That's why I say, Andrea, my prediction is that you're going to get a couple of those Democrats once we hit 50, of course. Nobody wants to be the deciding vote. But after we get 50 Republicans, you're going to get some of these Democrats as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, as Ted Cruz talked about those documents, he said there was nothing in all he did was he was the funnel for uh, papers and documents yeah. that came through the White House. It, it had it had nothing to do with him. It, that was nothing but a ruse. He went on to just to say that there have been more documents that have been produced about Kavanaugh than the five previous nominees combined combined. And, combined. Right. and then on top of it, he said that the, the left is demanding this. The Democrats are demanding it because they know that they, that, he, that it is, is a request that can't be fulfilled. It was nothing but a delay tactic. I did want to ask you in the in the two minutes we have left. There was I, I was starting to get a little as I was listening to some of his answers, getting a little squeamish. I'm looking for somebody not to assume a red jersey, uh, but to assume a black robe. I'm I, I don't want the red jersey, blue jersey happening. I am I can honestly tell you I want somebody who's strictly going to in- interpret the U.S. Constitution. And some of his answers today seemed a little too focused on being aware of the cultural climate and and considering that in his decisions to the point to where I got a little concerned about it. But other people were like, well, wait a second. Just because he's saying he's considering that and he's aware of it doesn't mean he's going to let it affect his judgment. How did you see any of that, if you got to see that today? I did, and that's exactly the way I interpreted it. Remember that he's being called on the carpet for that 2009 law review where he talked about judicial independence and that his, his thinking had evolved since his Ken Starr days. And he understood, now that he's working for President Bush, which is when he wrote this, that it is very disruptive for a sitting president to be under investigation for a potential indictment. So it, part of what he said today is echoing some of those sentiments, i.e., he doesn't live in the bubble. He said that a couple of times. Yeah. He is very savvy as to the societal concerns at issue. He says that, particularly in reference to Roe versus his way because he doesn't want to say how he's going to vote. He can't say how he's going to vote if it comes up in front of him. But he wants everybody to recognize he appreciates the impact that judicial decisions have on society. That's the way I took it. He wants everybody to know that he is a person as well as a jurist, but he is going to be guided by the Constitution.
Constitution. He kept coming back to judicial independence. So he's basically covering all his bases, Andrea, making sure that at the end of the day, this confirmation hearing is going to assuage the concerns of everybody in that chamber. I wish the people in the gallery would listen to what he's saying as well, that he's going to take everything into consideration before making a decision. I'm so glad I asked you that question because I feel much better now about it. Yes, Wendy Patrick, legal analyst, as well as um, all around great guy. Thank you so much for bringing great gal. Thank you. I didn't mean I didn't mean to like start getting into uh, assuming gender here. You know, we're not supposed to assume gender. So sorry if I decided to identify you in the wrong way. Thank you so much for being here, Wendy Patrick. Thanks for being here. All right, now stay tuned because we're going to shift gears, talk a little media. Brian Maloney is going to be here from Stop the Scalpings and Media Equalizer. He's going to be here because so much to talk about with him. We had tech giants in front of Congress today, another big hearing. Did y'all see the smackdown between Rubio and Alex Jones in the hallway? We got to talk about that with Brian Maloney. We're going to talk Woodward, Woodward's book as well as the ongoing story about NBC squelching. You know, for ooh, the party of women. Yet NBC is still squelching reports. It was squelching reports on Weinstein. And did it have to do with Matt Lauer? Stay tuned. Brian Maloney will be next. Want more Andrea Kay? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley of the Hatley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. Every great team has a great coach. Every great coach has a great strategy. Let Al Arias and the AV Arias Company create the winning tax strategy for your small business. Instead of waiting until the fourth quarter to create your tax strategy playbook, don't let the IRS blow the whistle on your financial growth and profitability. Contact Al Arias and the AV Arias Company to set up your tax strategy huddle by calling 619-296-2123 or visit avariasco.com. That's A-V-A-R-I-A-S-Co.com. FM 96.1 North County, AM 1170 San Diego. The answer. Your life is an important one. Here at The Answer San Diego, we are interested in hearing about how this station is making a direct and positive impact on your life. Each day, our station and our hosts enter your busy world of responsibilities, challenges, and a desire for personal growth. And every day, it is our wish that what you hear positively affects you and your family. We may be your main source of much-needed information, or we may provide you a perspective about the news that is truthful and timely. Maybe it's giving you unique insights at just the right time. These interactions happen regularly, and we would love for you to tell us about it. Here's what we want you to do. Record a video message on a camera or a mobile device and share your story with us. Visit TheAnswerSanDiego.com to submit your story. And for simply sharing your impact story with us, you will automatically be eligible to win a grand prize of an Apple iPad Pro and an Apple Pencil. Visit TheAnswerSanDiego.com and enter keyword story for all the details and to submit your video. 
Don't you wish you could choose your own monthly mortgage payments? If you're 62 years or older and have sufficient equity or own your home free and clear, a reverse mortgage loan may be the most powerful tool for your financial planning. With your current mortgage, in case of any emergencies or business opportunities, you may not be in the best financial position to make a move. With a reverse mortgage, eliminate your mortgage payments and receive cash or a large line of credit. With a bigger down payment, you can even purchase a home with a reverse mortgage, which is much easier to qualify for since there are no mortgage payments. Sometimes you can even qualify with just your social security income. To learn more, visit our website at aramco.biz where you can ask questions, request more information, or sign up for our next workshop. Call Aramco at 866-600-1130. That's 866-600-1130 or visit aramco.biz. Aramco, purchase, refinance, reverse. DRE 01853626 NMLS 27716. Not all borrowers qualify. Now is the time to soak up that summer sun and spend time with friends and family. Larry Elder here. Starting a new big home project is always exciting, but can also be overwhelming. So instead of spending that valuable time this summer on home projects, let Home Advisor take them off your plate. Recently, I needed to find a painter and wanted a true pro for the job. Luckily, there's Home Advisor. Go to HomeAdvisor.com. Tell them what you need. Just like I was, you'll be matched with the best pros in your area who can do the work. And you can read customer reviews of the pros, check their availability, even book appointments online for a time that works best for you. And with Home Advisor's Project Cost Guide, you can check what others paid for similar jobs in your area so you know you're getting a fair price. No matter what home project you've been thinking about, such as installing a new AC unit, new windows, or if you're like me looking for a painter, Home Advisor makes it easy to find and hire the best pros in your area. Find great pros now to handle your job this summer so you can kick back and relax. Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free app to get started on your next project. That's HomeAdvisor.com, HomeAdvisor.com. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Man, everybody's buzzing. Everybody's speculating on who wrote the time. Who was the weasel who wrote that New York Times article today? Oh, whoever it is just really believes they've just saved President Trump from himself and they're just saving the United States of America. Oh, and during the break, before we go to my next guest, DJ Carrotsticks was saying that them, all the Democrats today, or a lot of Democrats today, were doing the hand signal. You guys remember the ridiculous conspiracy? I didn't even talk about it on my show because it was so ridiculous that Kavanaugh's clerk, Zena Bash, was being accused of giving white supremacy signals. Uh, the same OK sign, by the way, that Michael Jackson used in his videos and everybody has used in their entire life and it's one of our emojis. It was insane. So I guess you saw DJ Carrotstick's Democrats today were doing that in the... In the- yeah, behind them, Democrats were doing that sign in the, in, in the news. They were zooming in on their hands. Really? Really, Democrats? That's absolutely insane. And uh, you know who's on top of all the insanity that's going on in the media today? It's Brian Maloney here from, and he's back with us. He's from Stop the Scalpings and Media Equalizer. Hey, Brian, welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks for having me back. And we have our new super PAC we're about ready to announce, Red Wave America. So we're going to be announcing that in the next couple of days. Just wanted to mention that. Oh, hey, yeah, I'm glad you did. <laughs> well, man, and I'm so glad you're here tonight. We kind of got a round robin. We got lots of topics to talk about. Bob Woodward's pretty sure. sad today about this New York Times article because it's like, who's re- who's talking about his book anymore, Brian? Well, that's just it. And here's the problem with the whole book trade. Um, you know, each book has to be more sensationalistic about, you know, and it's a tax on Trump than the last one. 
Well, you know, I mean, they're going pretty overboard here. So how do you top the last one and then keep doing this over and over? It's all about selling books. Whatever happened to what's-their-name's tapes that were going to prove that Trump was a racist? Whatever happened to those tapes? Uh, funny how those vanished. Into, you know, have you heard those mentioned lately? No. That had, you know, the definitive, um, you know, language in there that was going to sink him. Remember that? Yeah, that what was Omarosa. In fact, I wondered if Bob Woodward's uh, anonymous source that he keeps talking about uh, is uh, Omarosa herself. Because you know what? For those who have I and I haven't really even read much about the book because it is so exactly what you said. I mean, it's so sensationalized. I mean, it's like I would trust the National Enquirer before I would read anything of Woodward's and think it had any credibility. Mattis, John Kelly, yeah, and others true. have come out and said that, and, and others have said that it's lies, it's complete fabrications. I mean, I mean, the statements coming out from those that are supposedly quoted in the book or referenced in the book are so emphatic that it just, I mean, Woodward has no credibility left. Woodward actually shot his credibility in the foot, Brian, for eight years when he and Bernstein did absolutely nothing to do any proper investigative journalism against the Obama administration, in my opinion. Well, and that's and that's absolutely true. And I mean, we're in a we're living in a bizarre world here, but I think that, look, you can chop uh, chalk all of that up to selling books. We know what that's about. But that New York Times op-ed today, that piece, that was the lowest of anything I've ever seen. And I've been in politics for 25 years at least. That was the lowest. I mean, to shoot out an anonymous piece like that and say, I am undermining Trump from within. By the way, I hope that, you know, this is actually true from the standpoint of the New York Times and what little credibility they have remaining. And we know they have very, very little. But what if it turned out that, you know, that person doesn't even work in the White House? Yeah, and that's possible. I mean, the media has so shot, the media has so lost any credibility, the fact that there's not any journalism anymore. I mean, the real collusion to interfere with the elections was uh, made public by WikiLeaks in terms of all the different media outlets working to cover up Hillary Clinton and and aid her in in the debate. So there's many people tonight who say they don't even believe the New York Times with this at all. Well, that's the thing. But let's say you're the you're the guy in there, you know, and you're and you're the one. Why would you write this? Why would you do this? And and, and the excuses that he gave for why he was doing it was one to keep you know the country on course or whatever. The the conceit, the arrogance there mm-hmm. is that he knows better than the president does. That part bothered me. And the second reason he gave was that Trump wasn't adhering to. GOP Republican principles or something like that, which I thought sounded fraudulent to me, um, because, first of all, Trump has been doing exactly what he said he would do when he campaigned. He's been taking the positions that he was elected. He's been actually more consistent than any president I've ever seen. He's caved less than anyone I've ever seen. And Republicans are ecstatic. So what is this person talking about? This is just some kind of beltway, um, you know, Mind, I, you know, language I'm not going to use on the radio here. This is just some kind of, you know, I, it, it's some kind of never Trumper thing. Did a never Trumper sneak in there? But I'm telling you that Trump's people had better turn every, you know, square inch of the White House upside down. And find yeah. if this person's real, um, this person's real, this had better get figured out within 24 hours, honestly, because this is really dangerous for this country to have someone in there like that, not only doing that, but writing about it for the New York Times. We're in a, we're in a 
twilight zone here. We really are. Yeah, it's it's incredible. It's clearly a never Trumper, and when the, and went on the heels of of the debacle, the backlash that came about over because of the McCain funeral, in which uh, Meghan McCain uh, attacked Trump, and then you had all the establishment up there on the stage, including uh, W, who never said a bad word about Obama, but trashed Trump for for McCain to be specifically mentioned in this op-ed piece was really twisting the knife. It's it's some establishment never Trumper hack who's probably from the Bush administration, but I don't know. I don't know that it's from within the White House. Um, I do think it's somebody in our government. And, and and the White House, President Trump has been, and that's the part, too, that bothers me about that he hasn't, you know, he has betrayed our our conservative principles. He has been the most conservative president we've had, far more conservative than Bush, okay? And he, and yeah. he, and he would have had far more conservative accomplishments had it not been for the progressive wing of the Republican Party. So that was clearly projection there, in my opinion, in terms of who's really not about free market and who's really not about free thinking and individual freedoms. They do need to route it out. I think President Trump has been so busy trying to get things accomplished that that there have been a little lax, you know, how was he supposed to know, though? I I gotta say this, and then I'll give you the final thought. He went there, and I said this at the open of the show, he knew he faced two opposition parties, but he also went there as an outsider who did not have a machine of 400 people to pop in there. He had no choice. Right. He had no choice but to build a bridge with the same party that, that opposed him, knowing he was going to be surrounded by a bunch of Judases and traitors. But he had no choice because he, he had to have some type of operation in place and it's left him vulnerable to this we've got 30 seconds final thought brian well it it really has and this is why we need to stand by him more than ever because he needs our backing and he really has been a fantastic president in terms of policy and i do just want to point out that our red wave america pack group is now active on facebook i would love for your listeners to check it out red wave america uh, on facebook and see what we're about we're just launching it tomorrow well, th- thank you so much for mentioning that. Um, didn't have time to get into the NBC story uh, with you or even Kaepernick, but you know what? Let's just let, you know, Ka- Nike's already taken a $3 billion hit, and NBC's already lost its credibility, so we don't na- need to waste any time on them. Brian Maloney, what is it, the Red Wave Pack on Facebook? Yeah, so Red Wave, yeah, Red Wave America uh, on Facebook. Just uh, enter Red Wave America. It should take you to our brand-new group. All right. And we'd be thrilled to have every. We're still doing our other stuff, too. All right. uh, this is our new thing that we're doing, Megan and I, before the election. All right. Thank you so much for being here, Brian Maloney. Thank you. All right. Now, uh, stay tuned, Andrew Casio listeners. We're going to take a skinny, tiny little break here, but we will be back. 888-344-1170. And Bob Walters will be here. So much for college tenure. Wait till you hear the test the UCLA professors have to take in order to get the gig or even keep their gig. More Andrew Casio coming up. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are, for students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Buy your copy or register for our next conference at bobwalters.net. 
You don't know what you don't know. Your assets don't have to be paid off to need an estate plan. Andrea Kay here, recently recognized top San Diego attorney Rod Hatley, is honest, fair, caring, and has helped so many of my friends. It's in Rod's heart to help others avoid what he experienced firsthand, a costly, devastating seven-year probate after his father's death. Don't let your assets, paid off or not, go to probate. For your free consultation, contact Rod through his website, HatleyLawGroup.com. That's H-A-T-L-E-Y LawGroup.com. HatleyLawGroup.com. FM 96.1 North County, AM 1170 San Diego. The answer. Cigar smokers, Andrea Kay here. Listen carefully. I have a little secret to share with you. I love the smell of a good cigar. In fact, once in a while, I'll light up one myself. And my favorite place to buy cigars, no secret here, it's Liberty Tobacco. What an incredible selection of premium hand-rolled cigars at the best prices and amazing service. On occasion, I like to get cigars for a guy friend. You know, like maybe for a birthday or an anniversary. And Liberty Tobacco helps me select the perfect cigar. See, I love cigars, but I'm not an expert. And that's where Liberty Tobacco is so helpful. I give them a couple of hints, and they quickly zone in on my needs. In a matter of minutes, they have great choices in front of me, and bingo, I'm all set. Liberty Tobacco has two locations, one in Kearney Mesa on Claremont Mesa Boulevard in the Ethan Allen Shopping Center, just off the 805, and in Del Mar in the Flower Hill Mall at the Racetrack Exit. Both are open seven days a week, or visit them at libertytobacco.com. In America, someone coming from nothing really can create unlimited success for themselves and their family. Larry Elder, the sage from South Central here with my friend Aaron, founder of California Deluxe Windows, a true American success story. Aaron, I've recommended you to my friends, and they are so happy with the work you've done. Thank you, Larry. That really means a lot. We all know Larry is one of the smartest and most discerning people. So if you are selecting windows and doors, listen to Larry's sage advice and call California Deluxe Windows. We'll do for you what we did for Larry's friend and family. For the best quality windows and doors made in America, call Aaron at California Deluxe Windows. Ask about 20% off your entire order and one-year interest-free financing. California Deluxe Windows, 888-NEW-WINDOWS. 888-NEW-WINDOWS. He will indeed say, Your house can be covered with potato chips, and we wouldn't crack one. CSLB number 774518. Some restrictions apply. HelpWantedSanDiego.com salutes the employee of the month, the one employee you can't live without. The others, let's just call them Dave. Dave, why have you been shredding for hours? The boss said we should cut costs, Mr. Employee of the Month. How does this cut costs? These are the expense reports for the whole year. You shredded them all? Thanks to me, our expenses this year are zero. If you don't mind hiring Daves, go to the National Job Boards. They may be free, but trust us, they'll cost you. We make it easy to post a job, and it's local, so you won't get spammed by faraway job seekers. HelpWantedSanDiego.com. Local jobs that work. HelpWantedSanDiego.com. Salutes the employee of the month. The one employee you can't live without. The others, let's just call them Dave. Dave, are you stealing from the vending machine? No, Mr. Employee of the Month. Well, your desk is littered with, like, hundreds of snacks. I merely exposed a loophole by reaching my arm through the flap thingy. Does that sound like stealing to you? Yes. Granola bar? If you don't mind hiring Daves, go to the National Job Boards. They may be free, but trust us, they'll cost you. We make it easy to post a job, and it's local, so you won't get spammed by faraway job seekers. HelpWantedSanDiego.com. Local jobs that work. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Rolling into our final segment here on this hump day. and it, What a day it has been. So, uh, you know what? How can... 
What a better thing to do on uh, Wednesday, on Hump Day, Wacky Wednesday. It's been such a wacky day than to talk about the latest wacky going on in colleges, particularly here in California. Um, but it, it's been spreading because so goes California. And it's interesting because I started doing all these education segments thanks to my friend Bob Walters, who literally wrote the book on it. Uh, the book's called Facing Reality in American Education. And he really opened my eyes to the fact that so much has been done. People are asking, what happened? Where did our country go? How did it get to be so different now than it was? It's because primarily, and DJ Carrotstick said this to me the other night after the show, unsolicited. He said, you know what? Bob's right. So much about the damage that's been done to this country has been done through our education system. And they are working all day, every day, to come up with more ways in order to push their agenda in our education systems. And here now to join me to talk about the latest going on up the street with the Bruins, UCLA, then Bob Walters. Hey, Bob, welcome back to the show. Thank you. All right. So um, you, thanks to all your digging and constant research, you discovered that uh, UCLA now has a litmus test basically, for anybody who wants to be a professor, and even those starting next year that want to keep their job, which is interesting to me because don't professors typically have tenure? And now there's a test that doesn't have anything to do with whether or not, if you're a math teacher, anything to do with whether or not you know uh, how to add two plus two, right? That's correct. They've got to prove their support in the past for equity, diversity, and inclusion. And that can be papers, be demonstrations, but they got to prove that they are solid in these uh, positions, and it has nothing to do anymore with their scholarly achievements or their education to be a professor. Yeah, it used to be. There was a time when colleges, you had to be published in order to get a, get, uh, a gig, and published meant that you did some respected um, peer-reviewed journal entry, and if you were in the sciences, that you actually had maybe come up with some type of scientific plan or you had done some type of uh, formula or advanced some type of, of theory, uh, something that basically supported your expertise and your skill in your area of academia. Now it's all about pushing the liberal agenda, and, and the, one of the ways in which they're going to enforce all this at UCLA is a job there. They actually, they already created it in 2015. Did you guys know Californians and those of you paying tuition to UCLA and the other California schools that there is a vice, a vice chancellorship position for EDI, equity, diversity, and, in, and uh, inclusion. And guess how much it pays over $400,000 a year. Right, Bob? It's true. And plus, uh, get ready. They're planning to expand this to all the university uh, locations in California next year. UCLA is just the, the initial first step. And it's, this is insane because right now we've got the left going into the midterms pressuring us saying that we need free college for everybody. Uh, we need to wipe out all these student loan debt. And yet there's been nothing to address the reason like this that we have college tuition going through the roof because programs like this, this was budgeted at what, $4.3 million just for this one school. And as part of the equity, diversity, and inclusion, that comes as, as part of their intergroup relations uh, um, a college or whatever you call it, inter- uh, office, and they're offering credit courses and curriculum in sexual orientation, social class, spirituality. I mean, crap that ain't going to get you a job when you get out. But yet the taxpayers are supposed to give uh, tuition reimbursement or wipe out student loan debt because they're taking crap like this? I know. Now, they've also got a class in 
toxic masculinity, which all students were required to take. I think DJ Carrot Sticks had to take a class in toxic masculinity. And, you know, here is where this plays out. I'm glad you brought that up because we had a young woman named Molly Tibbetts who was stalked like an animal and preyed upon by an illegal alien in this country who then not only murdered her but dumped her in a cornfield. And the left has said that it had nothing to do with illegal immigration or policy. It was toxic masculinity that killed her. This is how a country gets changed. You control the message and you control minds. And when you control minds, you can control the outcome of elections. Because when we have women in this country, Bob, that are saying it wasn't an illegal alien, it had nothing to do with immigration policy that caused that woman's death, it was toxic masculinity, it's a result of this kind of crap coming out of colleges. And it's affecting lives. Yep. And they're going to require all the teachers, also all the professors have to start taking bias training every every week in their duties as being a professor, which is a waste of time, and they're not able to teach meaningful lessons to the students. There isn't any time because they're trying to address the bias that they think is the most important thing in the entire world. Well, what's supposed to be important is you're supposed to go to college. At least I did when I went back and, and you know, when everybody else I know went. I, I, you know, I wasn't one of these people that was born with a gift. You know, um, I, I wasn't an artist. I didn't, you know, have any particular. I, I had to go to college to get an education or a skill in order to be employable. That to me was the point. That's the only reason why I ended up having to work five nights a week. I took out student loans that took me, myself, 11 years to pay off. And the entire purpose was to not only have a skill but to be able to to have some type of way to to advance my income to have income opportunity beyond just minimum wage and now th- this is this is almost abuse of students that they're doing this to Americans that the focus is no longer on academics in a way for them to have a skill and be able to go on and have a successful career so that they can raise a family and have economic success at a, a, you know a, a, on top of the greatest system provided opportunity by the greatest economic system in the world no this is about cultural Marxism to completely shift and turn this country into their Marxist utopia and people just aren't aware. I'm guarantee you, Bob, you know this because you've done so much research in this. There's many parents right now with kids at UCLA and have no idea or other schools and have no idea. This is the kind of crap that they're paying $30,000 a year tuition for. I agree. And the only way to change this level isn't to go to a school board like we do for the other schools, but you've got to, the state legislature controls us, and we've got to do what we can to get their mindset turned around on this. It's a tough battle. But it has to be addressed. Well, it does. And one of the things that can happen is if I were to find out that this kind of stuff was happening at LSU, my alma mater, I'd get on the phone. I'd start putting some pressure on. I'd start going uh, to different alumni events when there are events coming. And there's there's many out here in San Diego. Or, or I'd, I would have some of my friends and and uh, fellow graduates of LSU get involved in Baton Rouge. You You start holding some alumni money out from them and their different programs you start raising some awareness that's you know get the alums involved this is your alma mater if you care about your schools you graduates if you feel as though they're going down the wayside you know from from what you what you went that's that's one way that we can go about it here and in terms of the bias training you uh bob uh found a great article that talks about all this. It's UCLA's Absurd Diversity uh, Bias Program. This article talks about the fact that all this bias training, it doesn't even match up to the reality in terms of the reason why there are gaps in terms of African-Americans getting PhDs and other stuff. It's, you know, this bias training stuff is not really about 
uh, the ac- academic gap in any way. Correct. It's it. That's not even a factor here. It's not. In fact, they just blame it on bias is the only reason that there's not more blacks with PhDs. And rather than look at the fact that maybe you've just got to do more focus and help for them, but instead they they blame everything that's that exists in society as a form of bias by somebody. Everybody's a victim. Everybody's a victim of bias behavior. And yeah. it, it robs these kids from wanting to achieve themselves and make something of their life, hopefully in good classes and good subjects, where they can go out and get a job. Yeah, here in California, according to this article, only 19% of black 8th graders in California and 13% of Latino 8th graders scored as proficient or above on the National Assessment of edu- of Educational Progress. So what's happening is, is we've got these horrible, um, you know, K-12 through programs here churning out kids that can't do anything, uh, aren't proficient in terms of academics, and then we're putting them into these colleges and pushing them into colleges and then teaching them stuff like uh, gender studies. And then, then we yeah. wonder why <laughs> we still got a, a problem in this country. I'm out of time, Bob. Thank you so much for all your work and what you're doing in, term, in terms of making people aware of how these schools have just been destroyed with this liberal indoctrination. Bob's book is Facing Reality in American Education, and you can get it on Amazon. And there's also a link on um, our website, theanswersandiego.com. All right, now, guys, now remember, tomorrow, new time, just for tomorrow, though, 12 to 1 p.m. here on The Answer San Diego, FM 96.1 in North County and AM 1170. Have a great night, everybody. Love you all. The Andrea K. Show is sponsored by Andrea K.